and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Adam Chalk, and I am here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings-on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, and some indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite Review. I hope you're all well. And what a great show that we're going to talk about right now. Really enjoyed this. Um, still some things on there that I didn't really get, but let's go for it, shall we? They started off hot with the All-Atlantic title. Orange Cassidy defending against Jay Lethal. Everyone was banned from ringside for this one, but Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt came down the steps in the crowd. There were roll-up attempts early on from Cassidy. Uh, Danhausen comes down through the crowd to check the tickets of uh, Lethal and Singh. He then waves on the best friends who come along the the front row with popcorn and drinks. Cassidy did a suicide dive, but uh, Lethal soon got in control. He launches Cassidy headfirst into the ring post. Lethal kept going up for the elbow drop, but uh, Cassidy kept rolling away. Orange Cassidy fought back with a crossbody, a stun dog millionaire. That got a two count. Lethal then catches Cassidy with a lethal combination and later a lethal injection, but Cassidy rolls out of the ring. The referee then gets distracted by all the uh, commotion with best friends and Jarrett and the rest of them. This is when Danhausen intercepted Jarrett's guitar when he was trying to hand it to, to uh, Lethal. Lethal chases him around the ring, but gets back in the ring Runs into a Casadora that got a two count. Then an orange punch out of nowhere gives Orange Cassidy the win. Uh, a load of nonsense happened afterwards. I won't go into that too much. Uh, this was not the usual dynamite opener. It wasn't 100 mile an hour like they usually do, but it was entertaining. I'm still not sure if I'm getting everything from Danhausen, who just seemed to sort of be in the way for most of this. I do like him stealing the guitar, but I, it's just not clicking with me yet. Uh, entertaining, don't get me wrong. Uh, and I'm not even sure what I want either. A part of me wants to see Jeff Jarrett versus Orange Cassidy for the All-Atlantic title now. I wouldn't even mind if Jarrett actually won the belt. I think that could be quite interesting to watch personally. And hopefully they I think they will do it actually. The next match was the Young Bucks versus Top Flight. There was some great mirroring action from Nick and Dante at the start of this. Top Flight double team Matt Jackson, uh, Nick Jackson with a springboard foot stomp straight into Sorry, into Darius, straight into a backstabber on Dante as they go to a break. When we come back, 
Nick sweeps Darius off the apron just as he was about to tag in. They deliver risky business to the Bucks. Uh, Darius gets a hot tag. He throws hard strikes. A Spanish fly to Matt and a suicide dive to Nick. And then a crossbody gets a two count. A super kick from Nick. Uh, one from Dante as well, back again. Dante then with a beautiful moonsault to the outside, followed by uh, Top Flight hitting a nosedive powerbomb combo for two. That looked awesome. Nick does his beautiful flowing springing X-Factor moonsault into a destroyer. That gets a two count. The Bucks do the Doomsday device in a tribute to Jay Briscoe. Dante breaks up the pin on that one. He then sends the Bucks to the outside. He goes for a dive but gets super kicked out of the air. Back in the ring, Darius rolls up Matt Jackson in a shock. Goes around the, the arena as top flight pick up the win against the Young Bucks. This was incredible. Uh, top flight, if you've heard previous podcasts, where my pick for the acts to watch in 2023 my number one pick and this felt like it sort of confirmed me being right um and although this was a shock you can use the best of seven series as a reason for the loss for the young bucks because it kind of makes sense but also i hope this is a springboard for top flight it's not just going to be like we saw with um private party when they beat the young bucks a couple of years ago three years ago now i think could even be four but uh they beat the young bucks sort of promised a lot and now now look at them dicking around with matt hardy hopefully there's bigger and better things in there for top flight uh keeping with the tag theme the gun club come to the ring and demand some respect call themselves the best tag team in the world they talk about what happened last week when they got pushed into the cement stuff. They say they're the ones that made the acclaim famous. They made them world champions and they stole their dad. The acclaim then came out. Um, Caster does his rap. Then a brawl starts to break out. Billy Gunn though comes in breaks it all up and it seems like he's a moderator they're all going to sit down next week i don't know what they're doing with this i like both teams but we've had them together i don't really want to see that again i don't think that is the way they're going to go is it leading to billy gunn turning on the acclaimed seems odd the way that that act is over yeah, not sure. I'll let this one play out, I think. I think it does deserve that. But we'll see. Hangman Adam Page is in with Rene Paquette. It's all a bit brilliantly awkward, to be honest. Where he talks about John Moxley to his wife. And then there is the line in there about mending fences, which should have happened a long time ago. Now, I think that was meant for you to think he was talking about CM Punk, 
but I don't believe it's leading that way. I believe this was an elite tease of him possibly rejoining the elite. Uh, I could be wrong. I think I'm happy either way. I just can't see him and Punk doing business personally, but if it happens, great. I'd love to see CM Punk back, but I do think it's more of an elite tease personally. The next match was Jake Hager versus Ricky Starks. Uh, Jericho was on commentary for this. We had Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange in the corner of Jake Hager. And Hager throws strikes and uh, then strikes off the Ricky Starks pose wearing that stupid hat. Starks comes back, steals the hat, does his rope walk, but then gets caught. Uh, the fight moves to the outside where Hager smashes him in the face with a big boot. That looked nice, actually. We go to a break then. When we come back, Starks wipes out Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange. Uh, springboard crossbody, big tornado DDT, and that got a two count. And then Ricky Starks wins the match with a big spear nail in Jake Hager. One, two, three. As soon as the bell rings, uh, Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara run out to try and attack Ricky Starks, but he escapes up through the fans. This was okay. Uh, didn't outstay its welcome, which is what we all wanted. Starks is a star, and I expect bigger things than a match with Jake Hager. No disrespect to him, of course, but um, it was fine. After a break, we did get a backstage segment with Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and uh, Daniel Garcia. Where we find out Garcia is going to take on action and Andretti on Rampage. And then next week on Dynamite, we are going to get Chris Jericho either teaming with uh, Sammy Guevara. Or if Daniel Garcia beats action and Andretti, it's going to be Jericho and Garcia versus Andretti and Ricky Starks. Brian Danielson versus Bandido was next. <clears throat> and this was awesome. Bandido was so over with the fans as well. And there was some beautiful Matt wrestling early on. Uh, both guys try for pins and submissions. Bandido with a couple of dives to the outside as they go to a break. When we come back, Bandido hits a face buster, which leaves both men down. They both stagger up. They throw hard strikes at each other. A frost kick and a corkscrew crossbody from Bandido. He then does this impressive delayed vertical suplex, which gets a two count. He goes for a frog splash, but Danielson gets the knees up and locks in the label lock. Bandido just gets to the ropes. Uh, yes kicks from Danielson. And then Bandido sort of hits this inverted GTS thing. Uh, goes for the 21 plex, but Danielson lands on his feet. Roll up for two. Bandido nearly wins with a crucifix pin of his own. Uh, more hard strikes from Bandido, but then gets backdropped to the floor. Danielson does a flying drop kick and then a running knee off the apron. They then fight on the turnbuckle. Bandido 
delivers his flipping fall away slam thing. Hits 21 plex, that gets two. Even more hard strikes are thrown. And then Danielson out of nowhere nails a psycho knee to win the match. This was fantastic pro wrestling. I love the way they sort of played with the struggle of trying to lock in a submission because you know that's what you do if someone was trying to take your arm, you're trying to pull against it. It all felt real. Uh, Bandido is great, and I'm surprised he wasn't signed sooner. I don't know what the um, what deals he was with or deals he was on. Sorry, with sort of AAA and Ring of Honor. Or, Things like that, but great pickup for AEW. Uh, Danielson just never gives a bad match, and I want to see a rematch of this at some point. I thought it was fantastic. Um, after the match, though, they show a bit of respect to each other, and we get MGF shown on the screen claiming people don't respect him enough, calls the fans fickle again. He says, Brian has only been dealing with the masked Max. And the closer we get to the Iron Man match at Revolution, the more the mask will slip. Uh, great stuff again. Looking forward to this match when it comes around. I think there's a lot more twists and turns to go through, though. Before we get there, we get a bit of a weird backstage segment between Soraya, Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida almost Soraya bollocking Hikaru Shida for being out there last week strange uh, Brian Cage was then announced as Brian Danielson's next opponent he then has a backstage interview which MGF interrupts pays him a big envelope of money to break the arm of Brian Danielson next week Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale was our next match. Uh, Willow overpowers Storm early. Big back suplex and a low cross body. Tony cheap shots Willow though and hip thrusts her off the apron. Hukaru Shida makes her way out as they go to a break. When we come back, Willow makes a comeback with some corner splashes and big spine buster for two. A bullet drop kick off the second rope, but she misses a cannonball in the corner where Tony Storm smashes her with a hip thrust and a tornado DDT. She gets a two count off of that. Willow then hits a pounce out of nowhere, followed by a cannonball in the corner for two. Soraya gets up on the apron to distract Willow and Tony Storm rolls her up, grabs the tights and wins the match. Straight after the match, Soraya hit the ring and started attacking Willow. Tony Storm helps out as well. Ruby Soho then runs to the ring to make the save. Uh, match was fine. Action was fine. But what are they doing with Soraya? I can only think they've messed up her return. Uh, it's something that should have been celebrated much longer than one week. I don't know who's at fault. Maybe Soraya wanted to be a heel. Um, maybe after that second or third week where she cut a pretty awful 
promo and the fans started to turn on her. Maybe the decision was made then. Uh, I don't think it's the best idea. I think she should have been celebrated a little bit longer. And what makes even less sense is the fact they turned Tony Storm as well. I think she's a great babyface in that women's division. Uh, yeah, just didn't understand it, to be honest. We have Konoski Takeshita. Uh, he cut a great babyface promo. He speaks in uh, Japanese for a bit of it. Translates it to MJF as an arsehole. Uh, he's going to be watching Brian Anderson's back. I'm so happy they've signed Takeshita to a, a contract in AEW. He's going to have a hell of a year, I think. And then the main event was Kushida versus Darby Allen for the DNT title. Some fast, some fantastic mat wrestling to begin. This one again, a bit of the story of the night, really. Beautiful cartwheel drop kick by Kushida. He then works over the arm of Darby. Uh, Darby catches a Pele kick and hits a code red, sending Kushida to the outside. He then cannonballs off the top rope to the outside, taking the guys from the LA Dojo who are in Kushida's corner out. Uh, Kushida, though, grabs him and delivers an arm breaker on the floor as they go to a break. When we come back, they both throw hard strikes. A crossbody and Pele kick from Kushida, but Darby sort of counters a handspring thing with a scorpion death drop. Kushida, though, hit a handspring kick and a diving knee to the injured arm on the outside. They fight again on the apron. Darby delivers a float over stunner. Uh, that gets him back in the match. He then sits Kushida on a steel chair on the outside, heads to the top rope and goes for sort of a back senton, but Kushida snatches him up, locks on an armbar. Uh, they get back in the ring, head to the top rope, and Kushida does a sort of reverse Spanish fly whilst having him in the uh, armbar. He locks on the hoverboard, but somehow, and it looked so good how he did it, Darby Allen transitions uh, to win the match with the last supper pin. This is a great main event. It leaves me with questions of how did WWE get Kushida so wrong. One of the best match wrestlers in the world, in my opinion. Um... Yes, he's small, but who really cares about that these days? I would love to see him more in AEW if they can get some sort of a deal done for that. As for Darby Allen, this run is already fantastic. What are we, three weeks in? And he's already had some awesome matches. I think he's again raised the prestige of the TNT title because I. I think it had slipped a little bit, especially when Wardlow had it, which surprised everybody. Yeah, great main event and a great show. Really enjoyed Dynamite this week. I think they're on a really good roll. 
especially with dynamite. So I, th- I think it's three or four weeks on trot now where they're they're almost there. They're almost perfect. It's always something on a dynamite where you sort of question. Uh, but that is your AEW Dynamite review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Tusk Talks Wrestling Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter. I am at Adam Chalk 8 on there. I'll be back tomorrow with the Impact Wrestling review. But until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.